It's time to break down a 2021 rookie-only mock draft. Talk about who I like, number one, and who I like at number two and three in redraft might be different than who I like long-term. So how you're looking at this from a long-term perspective or now perspective could change a lot. From the wide receivers to Kyle Pitts to the quarterbacks, how to factor in a super flex type of thinking to maybe the mock draft. We'll mix all that in and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. Welcome to the show. My name is Smitty from the Fantasy Football Show. And we're breaking down rookie running backs. We're going to do it on the board right here. And I'm going to tell you who my number one through 12 are heading into 2021 rookie only mock drafting. And like I said at the top, I may inject a little super flex uh, opinion, let you know what I'm thinking if it was a super flex and where I might change some things here and there. Now, I love super flex as much as the next guy, but I think a lot of times it makes these running backs devalued, the wide receivers devalued. So I will start off by saying that if you're in a super flex league and you already have the quarterback position on lock, you can take clear advantage of everybody freaking out about the scarcity of the quarterback position. And if you have Herbert and A-Rod or Herbert and Burrow or Mahomes and Herbert and you're on lock with your quarterbacks, you can clean up not only drafting at the three or four spot in your Superflex League, but you can trade up for that number six, number seven overall pick and landed Devontae Smith without fail because quarterbacks get hogged up. So I want to put that out there. I know everybody's going to be like, Super Flex, Smitty, you got to go quarterback. If you are smart from the beginning of your quarterback building and your Super Flex building, you can set yourself up to dominate future drafts and Super Flex uh, thinking because you've already got the quarterback position taken care of. In my opinion, Harris, Chase, Devontae Smith are still more valuable to me because I already take care of quarterback drafting. I'm, ne- I'm never thin at quarterback. A lot of people coin me as the early QB drafter. And in some cases, I do draft a QB early, but I also find Patrick Mahomes late, Josh Allen late, Herbert late, and in two QB leagues or super flex leagues, I'm always trying to consume big name gunslingers because I don't want to be forced to take a quarterback in my super flex rookie only league when I want to go Harris or Chase or Pitts or Devontae Smith. I don't want to be forced to take a position I don't want to take, a player that isn't as good positionally ranked because it's a super flex league. So I wanted to get that out there in front to tell everybody that in a sense, you're going to have different rankings. Quarterbacks will fill up that top six, uh, at least two or three or four of them, depending on how your league drafts super flex quarterbacks. Every league's different. It's like IDP. You can't get blanket advice to everybody because the trending in your league might be that only two quarterbacks go in the top eight in your super flex rookie draft. And advice will change based on that information. So stop listening to people that say blanket quarterback information here for you, buddy. You need to you need to draft quarterbacks no matter what if you're in a super flex league, Smitty. Know your league. Use the historical trending to your advantage and set yourself up to not be quarterback needy when draft day comes and you can take advantage of all the other positions where the values drop because of perception. Where the values drop of all these wide receivers and running backs, Devontae Smith, 
ETN, even Kyle Pitts if you're not in a tight end premium. These guys shouldn't fall where they fall because of where quarterbacks are going. Get your quarterback room organized and on point before you walk into your rookie-only draft. And a lot of that, it's easy to say now, if you're in an existing league, no one's trading quarterbacks. You need to do this at the onset. You need to do this on draft day. If you're starting a new dynasty startup league, take care of your quarterback position. Don't listen to the people that tell you that drafting one earlier is a problem or trading for a burrow now before he becomes the burrow we know he will become get it handled take care of it at the onset number one in one qb we're gonna put one qb up here so we don't get any people complaining one qb mock draft the number one overall pick is gonna be harris you could argue chase i'm okay with either i think both are gonna be elite players top five to six at their position and i'm okay with you taking either when all things are equal and they are between harris and chase you can go by position of need what does your team need i'm a best player available guy you'll never see me force a pick because i need a position i'm gonna take a quarterback because i need a quarterback yet harris and jamar chase are on the board you can't play like that you gotta take the best player available at every pick it just so happens that jamar chase and harris are equals in my mind now i love harris i love the idea of owning both i think both guys are gonna ball as rookies harris is probably gonna be the most effective rookie because the volume is gonna be there it wouldn't shock me if this guy was in competition for the most touches in the league that's how much they're gonna feed him schedule's pretty good too for the steelers in some respects so maybe harris is gonna have a bigger year despite offensive line worries than people think and jamar chase not much of a learning curve for this guy because he goes to play football and play catch with his former quarterback in college both guys you could almost say have a slight little bit of a tear break because of how effective they'll be in their rookie year now i love Devonte smith a ton i love him a ton i'm not somebody that thinks that his size is going to be a problem he led FBS by over 600 yards receiving. He led the nation in pretty much every category you can find, including press coverage statistics, people. Everybody freaking out about this guy. Oh, he's going to get manhandled at the line of scrimmage. Then why in FBS was he the number one wide receiver in press coverage? Like, give me a break. The dude is elite. The dude is going to dominate. You can't get your hands on him. His footwork, his ability to get open and find open lanes and, and maneuver through defenses is unmatched he can do a jump ball thing he can run every route in the route tree he can go all over the field he can dominate every little facet of the game and he lands in a pretty good spot now his spot might not be as now ready which is why i have him here before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the stanley cup final on abc and espn plus begins saturday or i could have him here i think pitts and smith are both kind of um tough to rank for me because you got to think about what do you what do you need like with uh harrison chase you're drafting off position of need maybe because these guys are so close. But I think Smith is going to be a top five to six wide receiver in fantasy football for years, a decade or more to come. 
and that's why I have him number three. And and I think that he can be as good as Chase. The only reason Chase is here is because his situation is locked and loaded. It's better. It's more secure. He's got an amazing passer in Burrow throwing him the football. Uh, Devontae Smith could have an amazing passer in Jalen Hurts throwing him the football, but I don't know that I trust Sirianni. He's not even committing to the man yet. So I worry about the Eagles. They did make the, the right draft selection for a change. That was kind of crazy to see. I thought they were going to botch that pick and pass on Smith, but they didn't. They grabbed Smith. Kyle Pitts is going to be a generational talent at the tight end position. This is my top four. You can lock this in. This is like its own tier, essentially. This right here is like its own big tier. There's a tiny tier break in terms of now versus future. And, and I've already explained that. The only thing I would say is you can add a little extension onto this tier. I think if everything starts going well for ETN, this guy can be the Alvin Kamara or Antonio Gibson of this draft class. I firmly believe that he's got the talent, the upside, and potentially the situation. The only reason I keep him out of that top tier, he's on an extension here of the tier, like a try, like a little tryout, a little, this is like the, the practice squad of this tier. He can get in, he's in, in the door, he just needs to work his way up. The reason he's sitting here and he's not uh, inside the top four, that, that locked and loaded top four tier, is because we don't know if everything's gonna go well with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Will they have like a delay in this offense getting going? Will he fail uh, to bring his type of style to the NFL? Will ETN have just like hiccups in the road because of the offensive struggles? I kind of feel like ETN's gonna be okay. I kind of feel like Urban Meyer's gonna be okay. I kind of feel like this is gonna work. This is gonna work. And ETN, arguably after Waddle, Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase are off the board. And I said this to Hugh Jackson on my show last week, former Browns coach, I said, I believe once Waddle, Devontae, and Chase were off the board, the ETM was the best receiving asset in the draft left at that point. Smart football move by Urban Meyer. And Hugh Jackson agreed. Hugh Jackson worked with him for three months preparing him for the NFL. And Hugh Jackson said he's smart, he's motivated, he's hardworking, and he believes what I said to be true, that he would be shocked if Antonio Gibson or Alvin Kamara Tight numbers and production didn't emerge from this guy in time. ETN can be a top five to 10 running back in fantasy football. Now, this is a one QB mock draft for right now. We're gonna inject some, some super flex thinking in a minute. When we're done here, we'll kind of go over what we do differently. I'm not putting J Will in the same tier as ETN, and ETN again is, is kind of in an extension tier uh, attached to this top tier. But I'm not going to put him there. I'm going to put Jay Will here. You could even argue one or two other players ahead of him if you wanted to. Uh, maybe you are in, uh, in need of a big quarterback, uh, and you could put Trevor Lawrence, you know, here if you wanted. But for the most part, I'm going running back. I think Carter would even be next for me. I know a lot of people are going to say they go Waddle, but I love Carter. I love Carter. I think Waddle's pretty good. I think Waddle's not on the same level as Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. And that's why I lean running back there. And I think Carter has no competition in New York. And I think he's got an opportunity to build rapport with Zach Wilson from the get-go. He doesn't have to like compete with somebody that's been with Zach Wilson longer. He can literally walk in with Zach Wilson and they can learn together. And we can see Carter become a top, I don't know, 10 to 15 running back. He has the potential there. The upside is there. There's no competition. 
Fantasy Worlds were pretty high on this guy before the draft, and that was before he landed in arguably the second best landing spot in terms of redraft for rookies. He's in the second best now landing spot. Will ETN's landing spot be better in time? I do believe it will be. But for right now, Carter landed in arguably the second best now landing spot for a rookie. And I think he can do really well. And you're going to be shocked at my next pick. You're probably saying, where's where's Waddle, Smitty? Where's Waddle? But no, I'm putting Sermon right here. Sermon has win-a-league potential in redraft. He has win-a-league potential in dynasty. He has top 5 to 10 running back potential as soon as he gets starter touches or starter close to starter volume in San Fran. And I believe that will happen. I can't live in a world. I don't live in a world where... I believe Sermon's not going to start six, seven games in 2021. That won't give you top 10 overall running back numbers. But per start, Sermon is going to, in my opinion, produce top 10 running back numbers, maybe top five to 10 running back numbers per start once he is injected into that lineup. And and as I and as I jokingly said on a live stream, here's here's Jeff Wilson. And here's uh, here's uh, here's Mostert. Actually, no. Here here's Mostert. Here's Mostert. Here's Jeff Wilson. Um, here's Goldman. Okay. And then what's different about what's different about Trey Sermon? Here's Trey Sermon. Here's Trey Sermon. This is why Trey Sermon floats to the top in San Fran. He's built different. He's a bruiser. He's a wrecking ball. Even though he's probably fourth on the pecking order right now, he's going to float around these guys to the top because they're going to want to use him differently. Sermon, to me, finds his way into the end zone on on more than five, six, seven occasions. He's going to be dominant for, for as many starts as he gets. And if it's only five or six, it's only five or six, but that can help you win a league if he's producing top six to ten running back numbers in arguably one of the best if not the best running systems in the nfl you're gonna win a league especially if he's doing this at the end of the year you're gonna win a league or at least you're gonna be put in a good position to win a league if you have a running back that's producing top five to ten numbers per start that you're getting very deep in a redraft league or you're getting him probably more so in these picks here and that would be shooting high a lot of people probably wouldn't take him until the second round and if that's the case, reach a little bit, but try and take advantage of them more like in this range. I'm kind of giving you my ranking along with a mock draft. So these guys might be a little higher than they need to be. So again, take full advantage in your draft. I think Waddle uh, is probably uh, deserving to go next. I know a lot of people are going to be upset. Some people think he's the number one wide receiver in this entire draft class. I just disagree. I respectfully disagree. Where are the quarterbacks, Smitty? Where are the quarterbacks? So... This is where we're going to put Lawrence. This is where we're going to put uh, Wilson or Lance. Um, you could you could go either way. I think Lance is in the best situation out of all of them, so it would not shock me if in redraft thinking or not, if you're in a dynasty rookie only like this and you're more of the now mode, you need a, you need a quarterback now. Um, Trevor Lawrence is probably the better now quarterback because he's going to start week one, but this guy is going to produce once he gets in there very, very early, very, very fast. Um, and so I don't care if you like any of these three in a different order. I totally respect that. These are these are three electric quarterbacks. These guys we're going to talk about for over a decade to come. Which one's better each year? We're not sure. We're arguing which one of these quarterbacks is better. That's how good all three of them are. Where's Fields, Smitty? Where's Fields, Smitty? 
I don't I don't believe in fields as much as the rest of the world. And Chicago doesn't feel like an amazing situation like everybody's trying to paint it to be. I don't feel that Fields is in the same tier as these three quarterbacks. These are the three that I believe in heading into the future. Now, we left out Gainwell. We left out Hubbard. We left out Tony. We left out Rondell Moore, who I like a ton. Rondell Moore, people, runs a 4-2-9-40. Rondell Moore did the bench, the 225 24 times. Rondell Moore has over a 40-inch vertical, and Rondell Moore graduated with a four-year degree in two and a half years, taking 27, I believe, credits his final semester so that he could graduate on time. This guy got a four-year degree in two and a half years. He's brilliant. He's well-spoken. He's hardworking. He's built like a refrigerator, even though he measured in at 5'7". He's stocky. He's Antonio Brown meets Tyreek Hill meets Steve Smith. And I think he's in a great spot in Arizona. It wouldn't shock me at all if Rondell Moore climbed into this range for me uh, in, in a couple more weeks or a month. I really love Rondell Moore. I just I wanted to make sure everybody knew how high I was on him, even though we didn't crack the top 12 here. But if you're drafting like at that 12 pick, Rondell Moore needs to be uh, considered right here as early as that, that 12, 13 pick. And he could climb a lot higher. I get it. Some people like Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall. Some people are super high on Bateman. I don't trust Lamar Jackson to turn a wide receiver into a wide receiver one or a guy that can compete with fantasy football wide receiver or high end wide receiver two numbers. I just don't trust him. Fields, Mac Jones, no. Gainwell, like I said, barely missed the cut. Chuba Hubbard's a little later because he has no now value. He's more of like a super handcuff. And if he gets in there, if, if let's say CMC goes down, I love Chuba Hubbard. But Tony Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall, Bateman, uh, even, even St. Brown. Like these are all guys that you could make arguments from 12 to 15. So if I missed your player, you're upset. They're, they're all really close from that 12 to 15. 12 to 16 overall range. And I told you we touch on, on Superflex. So again, my secret weapon advice for Superflex is to make sure you're not putting yourself in a position where you can't capitalize on drafting guys like this because you feel forced that you have to go with a QB because that's what people do. Figure out a way ahead of time if you're in a dynasty startup to make sure you're not starving for a quarterback uh, when you can get a guy like Harris. Now, that said, I love Lawrence. I love him. I love Lance. I love Wilson. These are all electric quarterbacks that could be um, top six quarterbacks for the future. I'm not saying I don't love them. I like when people email me through my heysmitty.com, which is down at the bottom right here. If you need to text me, text me at heysmitty.com. This is where you can text me on demand, heysmitty.com. And I get a lot of people that send me um, questions and they say, hey, Smitty, I've got the 1.01 and the 1.4. And I, I want to preface that I love the idea of getting a quarterback here. I do. If you need a quarterback, I love the idea. What I don't love is also missing out on getting one of these top dogs because you have to go quarterback. So in these situations, I am saying grab a quarterback and grab one of these studs in Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase or Najee Harris. When you can walk out of a super flex draft with one of the quarterbacks and one of these skilled position players, you are absolutely 100% crushing your super flex rookie draft. To be able to capitalize on Harris, Smith, or Chase, or Pitts while getting a quarterback, that is the definition of killing and crushing your rookie only draft. 
That's my point. My point is not that these quarterbacks aren't deserving or fun to draft here. I just love when people have planned ahead. I love when someone only has one QB need and they've already got a Herbert or a Mahomes on the roster and then they trade up and get two picks in this top five and they crush their draft. That's my point. You can dominate your league if you build quarterbacks properly. You build your quarterback room up properly and you don't miss out on the skill positions that are still just as important if you're building your team properly. That's my 2021 rookie only mock draft as of May 14th, 2021. Things change quickly. Players rise up quickly. This could very well change very quickly. Let's say ETN struggles or J-Will looks on fire or Pitts looks even better than any of us had thought he could look. Like this stuff can change. This stuff can change. But for right now, this is my rookie only one QB mock draft with a lot of my super flex insight injected into that. I hope you enjoyed that. Subscribe if you're new. Get on over to heysmitty.com and text me. And join me every single Tuesday and Thursday here on the Fantasy Football Show. Right here, I'm live every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. Three hours a day, every Tuesday and Thursday. Join me. We do things like this. Austin, hey Smitty, should I keep Odell, Gibson, or Sanders in in my Dynasty League? So, number one, Austin... By the way you're wording this, it's not a dynasty league. It sounds like a keeper league. Contempt. Answering your question, Odell, garbage. Sanders, failed you. Gibson, phenomenal. So don't miss it. I'll see you on Tuesday. And get on over to sleeperu.com, which is where you find all my rankings, my trade calculator, my famous bull predictions. I only drop 12 bull predictions a year, and I dropped two of them the other day, and they're fire. They're fire. You can only find it at sleeperu.com. HeySmitty.com to text me and thefantasyfootballshow.com if you ever get lost and you need to return back to the YouTube channel. I will see you later. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty!